Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey geeks, Blue Samurai here, and I am with Rebeculous and still Paul. Yeah, and welcome to episode seventy. Seventy! Wow! Wow, you hey, guys! We are yay. your we, yay! We're Gosh, your gateway. I feel like I've been here huh? since the beginning. Yeah, no, I haven't. Are you well, we Joe? Got, well, we are. We have a great show for you today. We have David. Gerard with us today, so that's awesome. With Junk Spirit Games, thank you, David, for always coming on our show. And also, we have we all what? That sounded bad. Phrasing. Never mind. That's that. Oh, oh yeah. And we also have Christine Pruitt, um, who uh, did a a Kickstarter that was back in April, uh, Castle and Cats. And so, just let me. Take a moment to apologize to her. Indeed, um, we we are all very sorry. We we actually wanted to get this out earlier, but there's a little thing um, that came up called COVID. Speaking of which, this Bob, is Bob. I thought right it was here. called That's Bob. Bob. Oh, That's Bob. Bob COVID. Got it. Bob COVID. And uh, many of our listeners may may already know this because we've talked about. It, but all three of us are essential workers, and so life yeah. got really crappy for us. They did. And on top of it, because we don't know anything about Zooming or any of that stuff, we just didn't know. We didn't get our, well, quite frankly, our, our, our stuff together <laughs> until several months later. So We're old. Uh, yes. So I apologize. However, the great thing is I, I think you can use this opportunity to check out what, uh, check out uh, Castles and Cats, um, and maybe you can order after the fact. I don't know. Pick it up at a game store. I hope you can. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's we're what all we essential, got going. We're all essential workers? I know yeah. Paul is. He works in a grocery store. I'm a doctor. What do you do, Blue Sam? You're a doctor? Do you have a doctorate in a doctor a, of receiving? What? I thought that would just fly by unnoticed. I was hoping. <laughs> You're okay. a doctorate Fine. in grocery? Screw you guys! Paul <laughs> <laughs> does as, as, as a doctorate in the military? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh. doctorate of military. All right. Yes. I'm going to grocery store too. Hey. Hey, don't slow yourself eat. down. You people have degrees in yeah. zoology and mathematics. <laughs> and by and the way, I work in a grocery store. And by the way, if any of you out there want to know more about grocery stores, uh, my good friends that don't invite me on their show, uh, I have a podcast called what? Working, Working off. off. There we Woo! go. Did we funny. do that in unison? We I think we finally, unison. finally did. Finally yeah. in unison. You did. And that podcast called- is much funnier than this one. <laughs> so, it's called Talking Off. <laughs> so I, I know that everyone out there wants to listen to what David Gerard has to say, but before we do that, why don't we get into the news? The news. Woo! Con news? 
fun news. <gasps> oh, there's got to be so much. Well, Do tell. This is my I, favorite I need to segment. I tell you that OrgaCon is not going to happen in person. OrgaCon is going to be virtual. Um, 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 what does that news? mean, a virtual con? Tell us uh, what that means. Well, we aren't sure yet. We're going to make some things happen, maybe some panels, maybe some games. On the uh, panels, can anybody who wants to just watch um, view it? Or can they ask questions? Or how does that work for a panel? At I understand point, how At this point, we're looking games. at having live panels where people can attend virtually mm-hmm. and ask questions. <clears throat> Is that, that number limited? I, I guess it was when it was pre-COVID anyway. So We haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay. It's still in development. TBD. And Obviously, we can still. Some of us can run games. I'm hoping we can run games. I can run a game. Hobbs can run a game. Sorry, Blue Samurai. That that that's your name. That's right. Blue Samurai can run a game. Um, there's people who can run games virtually, be cool. be at the Forge or whatever. And I mean, these are kind of RPG games. Like, not unfortunately, not every game can be run online right well, so no. the, the downside of bob i guess i mean yeah. covid sorry if you're drawing cards it's that's hard to win the game yeah that's a bummer can't wait till this crap is over yes yeah and so there's going to be stuff online cool and if you have booked a room at the bellevue hilton you can still go there well, you could <laughs> <laughs> if it's through our link, you should be getting a, a notification that, that, hey, by the way, your room is canceled. If you've done that independent of our link, you will have to um, contact the hotel and say, hey, you're not coming. I wonder about these uh, RPGs or whatever. Is there a limit to the people who can... I'm, never done this before is there a limit to the people who can join does that vary per game we is there a limit fig- to zoom we have not figured that like, out yet i don't we even know get that done um what's the zoom meeting limit can one just one thousand people be on one i think zoom they meeting? could but there'll be a terrible rpg game that would be terrible because yes. you've seen our game and some people they get bored waiting for their turn <laughs> <laughs> so they just like sit on their bored. couch and eat popcorn and watch TV. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. They, they do. Uh, put and us on mute. You, they mute us. Um, sit back. I, so, uh, any other con news, or that's what you got so far? That's Co- it. Okay. Kubla, James. Well, thanks to Bob. Bob kind of screwed the wrath up. of Trust none of Bob. these cons. Are you? Interesting. Talk, like about, talk about the wrath of Khan for just a second. Come on, extend your segment just a little bit. That sounded bad. Phrasing. Mm. What? What? The the, what was your yeah. favorite part in the wrath of Khan? For any of you old people. Oh, when they are um, when Spock decides that Khan can only see things, can only imagine things in two dimensions, huh. and they come at Khan in three dimensions. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Well, For those of you who don't know, still Paul is a Trekkie through and through. Oh, live, wait, 100%. live, live I would show, Nanu, show you Nanu. My, I would show you the plates on my wall. Which is Nanu Nanu, which is live long. It's Nanu Nanu is like this. Okay. Well, you're 
facing that. Oh, okay. Which okay. Is, okay. Well, let's uh, like go into like tabletop like game news now. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about this on our other podcast. Yeah, other podcast where we swear. All right. What? What? What's the next segment? It's tabletop game news, man. You do the Kickstarter stuff, that's and me, I do the other stuff. Yeah, you do, the, you do the cool stuff that I miss. I do the stuff that just speaks to me. And uh, forgive me, I didn't have a, a lot of time to prepare today. But on Kickstarter, I saw this game called Votes for Women. So, of course, I got right on that. And actually, this game looks really well put together. It is called Votes for Women. It is about women's suffrage. And it is fascinating to me. And this is about the only moment in time when I wish I had a child so I could make them play this game because this is awesome shit. It is Fort Fort Circle Games and they were founded in 2017 to publish <clears throat> excuse me, beautiful board games on important and exciting events from American and world history. And this one is called Votes for Women. It's about women's suffrage. Um, it's just, it's pretty. It's a beautiful game. It basically uh, is a card playing game that um, takes you from 1848 in Seneca Falls, New York, when the first uh, women's rights convention uh, declares all w women and men, all men and women are created equal and uh, goes up until, uh, uh, gosh, I should know this, uh, 1919 um, and 1920 when women got the right to vote. And it's just, it just sounds neat. It sounds simple and easy to learn. Um, plus you are gonna learn things when you play this game. Hey, Rebeculous, Rebeculous, let's take yes, a moment. Let's take it because this game reminds me of a, a very amazing person, <gasps> RBG. Oh. Dear to my heart. Ruth. Don't make me cry. Ruth yes. Bader. Wait a minute. Let me get my yes. Ruth Bader action figure. Um, make it man. show. Wait. Nope. Here we go. Put it in Hold front on. of you. There you go. There she is. There, there we go. go. The late, Very great. Sad. The late, great Ruth Bader. The late, great. Yes. <sighs> that hurts my heart. Yes. <laughs> she would have loved this game. Gosh darn it. She loved our podcast. It's a well-known fact. She listened to it a yeah, lot. Yeah. She, yeah. Oh, a lot she, of was a she was one of the likes, and I think she made the only comment one time. And a lot of anyway. people don't know this, but she was in our D&D campaign. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, so this, uh, so this uh, game is designed by Tori Brown. And it is also designed to be played competitively, cooperatively, or you can uh, play it in solitaire mode. So that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> you're basically just playing cards uh, for events, for campaigns, or to organize a call for a vote. Um, you know, you'll learn that when you kind of, I didn't read super thoroughly, but it's a card playing game. But these cards are just really good looking. They have all kinds of, uh, there's so many figures from the women's suffrage movement that no one knows about. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. There's there's Ida B. Wells is the one I'm currently looking at. Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth, Katie, Stan, Ida Tarbell. There's a couple of Idas. Why are there so many Idas from back then? Why? Lots of Idas. Ida, no. Oh. <laughs> Someone put in a laugh track when you edit this, please. Okay, well, we'll see if I can do that. Um, Thank you. Anyway, uh, it's a 45 to 75 minute game. Uh, they call it around an hour. Um, one to four players, ages 12 and up. And I, I, I want to get this now for me and my wife. I want to play this game because it looks really super fun. And there's probably tons of stuff I don't know. 
it's embarrassing. Uh, so that is it. Uh, votes for women. And it is a uh, Fort Circle Games. There are four more days to go on Kickstarter. They actually already uh, uh, surpassed their goal, but of course you get extra stuff if you still pledge. So do that. And Paula, you'd be so proud of me. I've used my tabs. So the second tabs. game, uh, the <laughs> second game, oh wait, the second game calls for a background change. Bear with me. I can do this. It's worth it. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, she's gone. No, I'm not. Where'd it's she the go? same. <laughs> are you talking amongst yourselves? You should be. We are talking. Hi, All Steve. Right. How is the Hi. running going? Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this game, guess what it's called? Elks. It's not called Randy Flynn, but he is the one who, <laughs> he is the one who, uh, helped to design this wonderful game um uh create this game it's called cascadia and it has gotten i didn't just like click on this because it's called cascadia it's gotten all these like amazing reviews from fiona dickinson from the game shelf and from bj rosa's board game gumbo these people love this game this is a simple and elegant game it's beautiful um it like the other game has um, uh, already surpassed its Kickstarter needs, but you do get extra bonus cards and such if you still pledge. Um, it is uh, artwork by Beth Sobel. It is a Beth puzzle. Beth Sobel, good. Yeah. Oh, she's oh, everywhere. That's amazing. Excellent. All right. Uh, it is a puzzle, not puzzle, puzzly. It is a puzzly tile lane game featuring the habitats and wildlife of the Pacific Northwest with gorgeous Great. art. By Beth Sobel, uh, well, Flat this, Out Games. This is yeah? behind you is gorgeous. I know Flat Out Games yeah, is right. fantastic. I know. Yes, better than our logo. No, I like our logo. I'm kidding. Uh, Flat Out Games is the uh, and they are out of Seattle. Molly, Robert, and Sean uh-huh. create Flat Out Games, and they created this, and it's really super simple. It's got these pretty tiles and these pretty habitats. And you start off with five tiles and you put them in your habitat and then you try and match other animals to this habitat. And the goal of the game, let me scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, the goal in placing habitat tiles is to create contiguous corridors by matching rivers, prairies, wetlands, forests, and mountains. Once habitats are placed, you can populate them with your wildlife species that each habitat supports. Like you can't be putting a fish in a grassy hillside. Really? That's not going to work. What if it was salmon like grass? It's no, they don't really love that. Um, each species has their own spatial requirements and connections to one another in the ecosystem. It sounds like you're going to learn stuff playing this I, game too. Okay, well, I, I, I know I, I, I don't want to learn stuff. I hate this game. I know, I know, me too. Speaks no, to your zoology no, degree, Rebeculus. Oh, that's right. I have one of those echidna. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Cloaca. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to the cloaca comment. So anyway, uh, (laughs) Cascadia, beautiful, beautiful game. And the last and final game that I briefly looked up will hopefully be a segue into our interview that we've done. Tabs. It is called Stack O' Cats. Cats. Um, Stack O' Cats. Is that different than Cat Tower? Yes. Okay. It is different. Please. Cat Tower. Uh, this, alrighty, I will. Uh, this is by uh, this uh, woman named Megan, Megan, M-A-G, and Megan Elizabeth Dean. 
Bain, Megan Elizabeth Dean Bain. She's got four names and uh, she is a small business. She is out of, uh, she's on the East coast and she has done all this by herself. And she took a little hit when the COVID hit, sorry, Bob. And um, rather than just kind of crumble up and cry, she decided to, uh, she put out a bunch of free things, a bunch of free games for kids and parents who are struggling financially and she gave away over 250 plus <coughs> excuse me uh crafty geeky box sets um and she prints all these um things out in her home she prints out the labels puts them on boxes she prints out the pieces on her 3d laser cnc laser printer but it's not it's anyway uh you have to look her up to, to see what it is uh her and her partner trevor have created this game and it's super simple and it is a stacking game it's what it says it's a stack of cats uh it's sort of jenga like but way the hell harder um there are different shapes of these beautiful beautiful looking cat pieces and says the tagline is the most fun you'll ever have trying to get cats what you want them to do because as you, you know a link for pictures absolutely Trying to get cats what you want them to do is not fun. It's not easy. Uh, Stacko Cats. It's beautiful. That's it. Megan Elizabeth Dean. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she needs some more support. Give her some more support, you guys. She's got uh, just a little bit to go and almost a month to go. So okay. cool. <clears throat> there you go. That is my game review. I'm going to keep this pretty background up here for just All a little right. bit longer. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Look at, uh, look at, look at this buck. This beautiful buck Very nice. next Very to me. Nice. Hi. Uh, thank you for all the Kickstarter news. And on the other side, I guess, existing game companies, we got Inner Compass, which is on sale for 25% off right now at AEG Games. So check that out. Uh, do you like political intrigue and corruption? Well, totally. check out Ooh, what? Tammany Hall or just live our lives that we are living now. Uh, Tammany Hall, Take Power, Rule New York from Pandasaurus Games. Uh, that seems pretty cool. Portal Games has a uh, Detective Season 1 preview. Uh, Clank, have you guys played Clank? I've heard of Clank. I haven't I, played Clank. Once. Yes, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Well, Clank Adventuring Party is out. And another Clank... Um, a game called Acquisitions Incorporated Clank is out right now really? as well. So check that really? out. If you like Acquisitions Inc. and you like Clank. Money, hey. money, 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 money. Do Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, if you like Risk and you like Warhammer 40K. Money, money, what? money, money, money. Yes. So Risk 40, Warhammer 40K is available. Hey, yeah. Paul. Hey, still Paul. Yeah. Why do you keep going like this? Because um, they want money. Is yes. that your money grab hand? Is that what you do if you're in the vacuum tube of swirling money on a Yes, game? exactly. Okay. It's not a boob thing. No, it's not okay, a boob I was thing. Just checking. Okay, moving I'm on. Renegade, Renegade Game Studios launches Embarcadero. I can't even pronounce that right. Anyway, it came off <laughs> Embarcadero. That's it. it. It was funded in 19 minutes, by the way. Isn't that San amazing? San Francisco thing. 19 San Francisco, minutes. you'd know what the Embarcadero was. So I, I never never lived there. Gold, gold, head west, young man and women uh, and non-binary cops. You. I'm just reading this. Thank you. Everyone's <laughs> headed out to California to get their hands on some gold, and the town of San Francisco is growing rapidly to handle Yeehaw. the impacts. 
So check it out. Renegade Game Studios uh, puts out some pretty cool stuff. Uh, so check that out. Uh, also, we've got The Reckoner, Steel Slayer expansion up on Kickstarter. Um, though I think that might be done by now. No, no, it's still, you, still going on. Do you up. reckon? I, I reckon. Thanks. I reckon. There you <laughs> go. I'll play your game. Simon uh, <laughs> Post News, Zombicide Invaders scenario. So if you like Zombicide and you like zombies, then I don't. check that out. No, I don't either. Hey, do you guys like Civilization? Hmm? No. no. Well, I, 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 I actually love Civilization. I don't allow myself to play Civilization because that's all I would do. Have Look at you my play, antlers. Have you played Civilization, the board game, though? No. No. Oh, well, that's okay. How long well, does that take? Uh, that game took millennia. a long time, but if you like any type, if you like Civilization theme type games, and check out Fantasy Flights, looking at solo rules for Civilization. Now that's kind of just sad, isn't it? But, you know, some people like to play solo, so check it out. There's nothing wrong with playing solo. No. Not all of us have people who want to play games around them all the time. Wow. Okay? You're, are you sharing with us how sad your life is? Uh, Z-Man Games looks at the history of pandemic. And, really? of course, if you haven't uh, checked it out or you're, um, you haven't been to your local game store, you should because... Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, Maiden is available now uh, at your local game store. So if you like D&D, check that out. I got a copy myself. I got it from my local bookstore. Yes. Charles game store. Yes, it's pretty awesome. I got the old What is your local game store? Plug. Oh, Games Plus. Lake Stevens, Washington. It's oh. still there? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's owned by new, new, uh, new peeps. New peeps. Okay. Yeah. So we you didn't get it from... Talk about um, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Oh, yes. That's coming out in November. Because um, Tasha and everything. Um, pre ordered that at your game store? That, that, yeah, that, she has hideous laughter. Cover. I'm going to do that too. There's, now, I like Around the Table. Uh, so that's where I buy my, when, I, when life becomes normal again. Hey, Tim. And we go there. I buy my beer there. Yeah. yeah, I do have to Absolutely. go to my. I do have to go to Games Plus because it's just down the street for me. I feel like it I is locally. So, um, but I'm gonna order my book from you, Tim. I'm gonna order. Do it. it tomorrow. Are you gonna get that? Are you guys getting Tasha? Absolutely. I am, but Rebecca, don't read it because I have to run it. <laughs> I don't. I don't read the books. I just get them. I don't <laughs> no, read things not, unless I have. Buy the book. Yes. It's, don't read it because I have to run the the puzzles and stuff. I promise I won't. Well, you, well, just don't read the puzzle part. Don't read the part that I don't want you to read. <laughs> yeah, don't read the puzzle part. We won't read the puzzle part, but we so are going to review it because we're gonna we did we're gonna review it like we did uh, Xanathar's Guide. Oh, so we I do to. eventually yes. have to read it. Yeah, just don't read the puzzle okay. chapter. All right, all right. Well, I can do that. Paul can read the puzzle chapter. Paul, I feel like you need a. Nice, sweet creature next to you, like Blue Samurai and I have. Look at, I'm falling in love orca. with this buck. Is he an orca. big and beautiful? The orca? Yeah, but orca? you don't see. Yeah. yeah, he's got an orca. You don't seem to. Nice Gen Con. Nice, nice Gen Con shirt, Paul. You Did like you go that? To Gen Con? Uh, yeah, I went to Gen Con. 40 or 50? 60? 50. 
whatever it was. No, I didn't. Awesome. I had a good friend who went there and bought me a shirt. Oh, who was that? Did he? Oh, who's that? That oh, was on the Blue Samurai. Yeah. Oh, I have a friend who usually gets shirts for me, but I. Yes. By the way, I offered get one. Paul to go with me to Gen Con. He did not want. Yeah, to. no. That makes me sad. Getting a T-shirt from you and traveling with you are two different things. My traveling friend. with me is a blast, especially. Is it? Yes. Speaking yes, of blast, have you smelled this gas? <laughs> no. Don't do it. No. There are good things so, about COVID. See. So should we talk to David first? <laughs> Or Christine <laughs> first. Well, Christine David. is the interview I did. And plus I did this. I mean, it would, I don't know. Whichever you want. But I love them both. I don't know. I'm torn. I did the one interview with Christine. But I definitely uh, heart David Gerard in his amazing games. So, Well, why don't we go ahead and do David first. Surprise. Okay. We'll okay. do that. Uh, I just do, I do want to apologize so to the listeners and the watchers, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, when we recorded it, um, I was in a place that had horrible internet. So it comes a little choppy at times, but uh, um, you'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to follow it. I've watched a lot of chef shows and they say you should not apologize for shit when you're handing someone the plate. You just own it. You put Put the you plate should. in front you of the judges and, and you just own it. Don't make excuses and talk about the negative things. So if, would you like to redo your statement to the listeners based on what I just um, you're going to You're going to love this really crappy um, recording. We have. Much better. That's much better. No, it's going to be good. You, you, you'll be able to follow along. It'll be great. He's just awesome. It's hard yeah. to have a bad interview with him. So uh, let's do that right about now. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks. Uh, Welcome back. Guess who we have? Uh, We have our reoccurring guest here, David Gerard. David, how's it going, buddy? Hey. hey, hey, Yeah. I'm the only one who clapped. I love you more than they do. Yeah, yeah, that's no. right. There's some physical, physical applause in there, too. Dave, David's the only one who doesn't say no to us when we ask him to interview, so thank you. Yeah. yeah no Where's your dignity, so David? Guys, Where's your you dignity? Guys, <laughs> yeah, no one wants to talk to me, so I'm always like uh, starving for anybody to talk to me about anything. Anyway, I, then I was like, what are we going to talk about? Let's do it. Let's do something. And you're yeah. like, games. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We can. I guess. <laughs> We can well, squeeze a well, little David, of your personal we, life in here if you like. We've, we've always been a big fan of Junk Spirit Games and all the stuff that you've come out with. And uh, our last podcast, uh, we talked a little bit about Slip Strike, but uh, we're curious on what's going on with that and how has COVID been affecting you? Oh, right. Yeah, we we did a Kickstarter campaign for Slip Strike uh, around like January-ish time frame when people were just kind of like, ooh, what's going on? This is kind of a weird thing happening in China right now. Um, but uh, once it you know hit the States, uh, we were done with our campaign. Uh, but all of the shipping issues that came around uh, – that were from COVID and, you know, moving products internationally is really what affected us. So, um, and obviously our ability to promote it during the year, you know, I've, I go to be up in 
you know, up from then till now, I would have gone to around six to seven different conventions yeah. and just, uh, you know, show it off and everything. So haven't been able to do that at all. Haven't been able to talk to or, you know, to physically see uh, game stores, game store owners, game store managers and whatnot to talk to them about, you know, this upcoming game. And that's a thing that I enjoy doing. And I can only obviously do that locally. Um, but uh, the game was supposed to come out, you know, be in my hand around June, July. And I am supposed to be getting it, supposed to be getting it within the next week or so. Uh, I did this morning. Or was that this morning? Was that yesterday? Who knows? All the days go together now. Right. Um, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was either today or uh, this morning. I, pay, I paid the custom fees for the through custom. So who knows? how long that is you know it used to be pre-covid that was around seven to ten days so for all i know uh uh you know i could be looking at three weeks i don't i have no, no idea you know um but i do have some local game stores that are very excited about um getting it in uh and you know we're going to do some some mask related um uh promotions you know mask related uh what do you call it uh like a game yeah. days but cool. you know, demos. Yeah, I, yeah, demos. Yeah, the game. I couldn't. It's how long. Yeah, that's how long. Demo. Don't even know what a demo is. Anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and um, <laughs> good night. And uh, so yeah, we're just basically getting it there. And so it's been delayed about probably about three or four months. Um, you know, and uh, and we, I'll get it we out can't we can't deprive the public any longer of this um, awesome. Game. I know. Really, really, they are deprived because it is one of the most fun games ever played. I appreciate it. It hurts my heart. And it'll be great to be here in um, in, um, uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Who's the person I get to yes, see? Yes, it's, it's the one person <laughs> everybody gets to see is their spouse right now. Well. That's about it, right? Spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, right? Unless you um, work in a grocery store, then you oh. get to see more people. <laughs> That's right. yeah. There's no game That's playing right. there. It's just yeah. torture. It's, well, I have one friend in my game group that he keeps messaging me every week. And he's like, are you guys, um, are you guys isolating? And then he doesn't like my answer. So I haven't been able to hang out with him at all. <laughs> um, but, but, cause I'll be like, oh yeah, we went to the store yesterday and he's like, oh, we're done. <laughs> so, you know, some people are more isolated than others. True. And, uh, I think that, I think that, uh, you, you have kids though, right? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like kids. parents, exactly. it's more yeah. kind of. I don't know, more important. I guess it shouldn't be, but I guess it yeah. should be. Well, he, so. It is more important. He's got, yeah. he's, got little, he's got little ones, and one of his little yeah. ones, uh, you know, uh, has some some physical issues that, you know, sends him to the hospital every once in a while. So I totally That's understand super valid. I don't give him a hard time or anything like yeah. that. Um, but, you know, um, you know, back, back to Slip Strike for us, we are like a oh, thing that's like, like, well, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah. So wait, wait, could you could you say that one more time? You said something about uh, back to slip strike. Yeah, quick. Uh, well, uh, oh yeah, okay. So yeah, so uh, going back to slip strike, basically that is how we're promoting the game. Where you know, uh, once we actually get it in hand, I'll basically be telling people, hey, you know, here's a game that you can play with your significant significant other. You know, ten minute game. It's a two player game, and uh, you know, you can have a good time just uh, you know rocking each other over the dinner table while you're waiting for us all to be able to go back to doing things normally. Right? I, I kind of yeah. feel like since you're like this, uh, you know, game genius, this Willy Wonka of games guy. Yes, you, are. <laughs> you have to shake your head, but yes, you are. I mean, maybe it's too soon, but any thoughts on a COVID style uh, game? Is that awful? You know, it's, I know it's it is awful. Such a, it's like, 
It's like a you know you've thought about it. I try not to lean into. I definitely have. I mean, the thing is, is that pandemic already exists, right? right. And they they have like fifteen different pandemics, and they're all like unbelievably amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like making a COVID game would be like making a uh, political game right now. You know, everybody's trying to like, oh, what about <laughs> yeah. you know? Remember when like remember in two thousand sixteen, like the it was the year of two thousand sixteen was just all Kickstarters of Trump and Hillary. Right. It was like yeah. Hillary related items, Trump related items, Trump versus Hillary related items. And it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Where are those games now? Uh, in somebody's garbage. Like that's just the way it is. None of those games are worth anything. Yeah, exactly. so you, it's hard to make a game based on like current events and actually make it relevant and actually make it like last more than, you know, the, the time that the person opens the box, you know, that's true. So I feel so, like this one, might be removed. Uh, yeah, totally. But anyway, yes, Absolutely. Blue Samurai. So, so right now with uh, this COVID going on, you just got to kind of wait. I mean, that's the, the worst part of this, I guess. Wait for Slip Strike to come out. Yeah. Um, have you been able to, I guess this, because I know when we've talked to you in the past, it's always like you've got one going out, oh, you've right. got one you're I, testing, and yeah. one you've got, you know, yeah. kind of penciled out in your brain, you're trying to develop it. Has yeah. This whole thing has thrown that all off, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, our, my artist uh, really took a really heavy hit when. Um, oh, uh, my uh, my artist took a really heavy hit. My artist took a really heavy hit when COVID happened. Really, when it comes down to it, the artists across any you know music, you know artists. Uh, that, those are the people that really just like they, their money went from hey we're doing really well to making zero money uh-huh. and um, that's definitely what happened with my artist and so I've kind of stepped back instead of pressuring him to make you know uh, game art I've just been like you do what you need to do so that you can continue to run your business and um, and you know I, the, I, don't, I never really paid him very much anyways because there wasn't much money to really go around mm-hmm. um, and it's not like I didn't didn't want to pay him or he had he made just as much money as I did so it's not like I was uh you know I'm a big gotta pay your artists but we had like a you know like a pirate share deal kind of going um so but I only mean to say that compares when he works normally he makes a totally you know great amount of money so now that has put definitely a hamper on my ability to do um work on our next couple games I have I had two games that were kind of like in develop I had one that's almost that are 80 uh, um what we're planning on doing is we're planning on like getting a slip strike and, out they, and they, uh, there, there was yeah. a slight break there but you said you had you had two games in development and then you kind of froze yeah. out a second yeah <laughs> so, that's oh, what so, i heard too yeah, yeah, no so, i want to know what they are i think yeah i think you did that on purpose david yeah and then uh cliffhanger uh yeah me back on season two um Hopefully Netflix picks it back up. Um, so uh, we had two games. I have two games that were like that I was working on continually. Two expansions as well that are about eighty percent done. Um, and then I've got you know of course the one that it's like sitting in the back of my mind that might come forward someday. Um, so because of my inability to really you know interface with the artist uh, that is really you know uh, you know the other half of the team almost um, uh, you know and then we have another graphic designer. Um, it's just, it's just, we haven't been able to get to work, you know, to do th- things like that because everybody's been concentrating on basically getting their families through this yeah. weird time, you know? All so, right. Yeah. All right. So it's happening. It's just not a massive priority, you know? And just to remind our listeners out there, uh, you know, people think that game, some game designers are just rich and they live in a mansion. Um, <laughs> uh, David actually has a job, uh, an actual job that 
so he can pay the bills and give, you know, yep. have, provide health his insurance, mansion. his health insurance to yep. his family. So, I, but, yeah. so are you still employed there? How are you doing there? And you're, you're, well, you're yeah, it's a long story. It's a long story. Um, so they let me go as soon as COVID hit. Oh, and, oh no. Uh, yeah, it's a, whole, it's a whole sad story. So that's part of the reason why I have also been um, not working on games is because I'm concentrating on, like, you know, returning to a job that can give me um, the work I, you know, the work I right. need to do. To, to have a wife that is a high school teacher, I mean, a uh, elementary school teacher. Oh, wow. and, um, and so, you know, we just flipped over to her benefits. I, again, I, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to have the life that I have. Um, but I wouldn't want to waste the time that, you know, with my wife basically uh, holding the whole house up. Um, I wouldn't want to waste my time working on games that are essentially, um, uh, you know, a fun side gig hobby for me um, mm-hmm. that makes me, you know, maybe eight to $12,000 a year. Um, it's not time to press, you know, a lot of people ask me when I, when I got let go, mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're just going to really press hard in the games. And I was like, to do what? Yeah. Like double my money to $20,000 a year. <laughs> I think, Get out of here, you know? Um, you know, with no benefits or anything, you know, I'm working like, right. you know, so and a couple of people that I've interviewed with, they were like, Hey, you know, um, in a normal work week, you work about 40 hours a week, but we do have an overtime thing happening. And sometimes you might have to work as many as like 45 or 50. Are you okay with that? And I was like, Oh, you're gonna bring me, you're gonna bring me 10 to back to 50. That's, uh, let's yeah, go, perfect. you know, <laughs> sign me up dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's an interesting time right now. Um, I don't, I'm not really big. Fa- I mean, anybody who knows me really closely knows I'm not a big fan of collecting unemployment, but I am collecting unemployment, which makes me really sad. Yeah. But you're the people it's there for. Yeah. I mean, this is the situation. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. I'm trying to get off unemployment as fast as possible. Let me put it that way. So, um, but I've been working really hard towards that um, ever since like mid April, you know? So, um, yeah, it's a a weird thing. I think everybody's in this kind of situation, you know, you know, if they didn't get fired, they got to figure out what to do either way. So, have you ever thought about working for another gaming company or is that just, uh, do you like the independence of doing your own kind of stuff on the side? Yeah, that's a really good question because I have bounced around a lot about that a lot. You know, one of the funny things in the game industry, and I don't know, you know, anybody that's listening to this, they'll, they'll, they might not, well, I'm shooting all the place here, so let me bring it back. A lot of people don't understand how little people in the gaming industry will get would get paid from a actual um, company. So if I were to try to work with like you know Wizards of the Coast, I mean there's so many different game companies in the area. It's really it would not be hard if I pressed on it to try to grab a job. But most of them pay around thirty-five to forty thousand dollars a year for a game design position, and most of it is contract work. Um, some of them will like recognize, oh hey, you know you're a somebody and you've mm-hmm. done really well for yourself. So let me uh, you know we'll upgrade you to like kind of like a forty-five thousand uh, dollar job, and it will be a permanent job is probably the highest I could probably get. Maybe, maybe I could stretch to a 65 if somebody like, you know, if I tripped them, I don't know. And um, so, um, so a lot of, a lot of people think that game companies have like a, you know, and it's not because game companies are garbage that like, they just don't, there's not that much money around to be able to pay the people that much money, you know, that much money from a company that would be about what they, they could really afford. Sadly, um, uh, a lot of game people or game industry people kind of like use the ability to tell their friends that they work in the game industry as part of their value of, um, of what they get from their job, you know? Um, so, and I always make that joke that, that like the game industry thinks that that value is worth 15 to $25,000. So, um, uh, it's just, that's just the way it is. And, um, you know, somebody who's already kind of made some games and whatnot, uh, I, that's just not, it's not worth it to me to do it. And I would rather, 
going to support my family better. Right. And keep doing this side gig. So once I find a job that, um, you know, that affords me the time that gives me my weekends back and, and, um, lets me do what I need to do, then I'll, I'll, I'll get some stability in that job and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do next. Might, might be a couple of years, you know, who knows? There's a local chain of grocery stores that's hiring and Paul and I can do it. Don't do it. Recommendations. Go. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Now now I've got, I've got plans. Uh, I've got stuff that's going to come fruition pretty soon. We'll see. It's, it's been a, it's been a long time coming for me to, uh, to get to where I'm going. So I have a silly little, a uh, question because I've never really thought about um, cat. Uh, so gaming so doesn't you know pay that much unless you're you know super yep. supreme you're wizard of the, of the coast Oz guy. Yeah. Um, is that because people kind of buy the games and then they're done and they play the games they've already bought them? Like why 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 isn't that? Uh, I, I mean yeah why isn't there more money inside the game yes. industry for the? I mean, especially now with the COVID, like yeah. what are we doing? We're playing games yeah. like crazy. Well, we're playing so, video games like crazy, right? I think that I think that some video game companies are making money, but I, you know, ninety-eight percent of the video games that are made make less than ten thousand um, dollars total. You know, um, it's it's there's just there's not there's it's too many companies trying to make games, too many people in there, you know, and so then it makes it so that everybody um, that wants to that is a purchaser of games, they might buy a hundred different games over time, um, but there's you know any given month there's games being you know made. Yeah. Um, so if we're talking about just just board games too, the amount of money to ship products around Ooh, yeah. the, the world yeah. takes a monstrous amount of money oh, out of that yeah. system. So you you know we made we we collected almost one hundred fifty thousand dollars, one hundred sixty thousand dollars from our second campaign, and we spent. Forty-eight thousand of it on shipping, so that's wow. like a third of the money we collected wow, was like spent wow, just moving product around, and so that's right. you know, hmm. there it is. That that you know, when right. you when you if you just bring that scale up, like oh, we made a million dollars. Well, then that means you spent, uh, you know, what is that? Uh, thirty-three, you know, thirty-three hundred thirty thousand on shipping. You know, uh, it's, yeah. it's still. It's still okay. not a lot. Yeah, and don't, and don't forget, uh, you know, get, you still got to pay the artist. And um, yeah. and on top of that, I've seen you at all these conventions. You've been as far as Gen Con. And so that's not cheap. I mean, you don't get a oh, yeah. free free uh, pass to Gen Con and, and you don't get the free hotel rooms and free food. You know? Right. Yeah. You no, don't? That, that stuff is like, Jeez. yeah, exactly. No free food. You just walk into a store and be like, hey, I'm I'm a game designer. Yes. Uh, I want that. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Just, uh, load them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, no, you know those things are um, a lot of that is you have to kind of um, treat it as promotion. Most game conventions will prices enough so that uh, you know they're the only ones making money. Um, right. You know, I'm not trying to trash on them or anything like that. There are a lot of local places that I go to that I make an absolute killing. And when, I, when we go to Gen Con, we're one of the few companies that actually does make money at Gen Con. Most, I, most right. lose money when they go because they treat it as marketing. I forgot. Do you, do you go by yourself to Gen Con or do you bring a, a crew with you? The Gen Con. Oh, I have. I'm another another way that I'm like super blessed and mm-hmm. fortunate in this world is I have a brother-in-law who lives like an hour away from Indianapolis. Ah, so I literally okay. he, like all my stuff for Indianapolis nice. for for Gen Con. It's like stored in his garage. It's like it takes up two pallets, and then he shows up, and then I bring one or two guys with me. And now that my daughters are um, you know, fourteen and twelve, now um, I promised my daughter when she's fourteen that we'd go to Gen Con. Of course, she hits fourteen, and then COVID happens, and we're not going to go to Gen Con. So. Um, but yeah, she's very excited. She loves being uh, a salesperson uh-huh. on the JSG team and uh, she has a great time and the reception that we have uh-huh. very awesome and the gaming community is so good. It's really easy for me to bring my kids with me and like, 
Awesome. You know, have them involved in the and, entrepreneurship. And you can games. you can so, stay uh, with your brother in law's house, right? You don't have to get a hotel. There you go. No, I no, I still no, no way. He's got like <laughs> uh, he's got like nineteen kids oh. or something. You know, so, uh, no, no, uh, he. Uh, we stay we stay as close as we possibly can, so we can because we you know when you go to a convention like that, you end up working fourteen sixteen hour days. And you need to get yeah. out of the convention right into right. into bed immediately, and then right back. So, yeah, yep. Dang. Wow, the life, well, like the life of a, a game creator. I Who like knew? to go back. I, I like to go back. I like to go back to Gen Con one of these days. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> a lot yeah, of people. Gen Con's collective fun, side. I, you know, and the thing is, is that, um, you know, for Gen Con, they did like a Gen Con online thing. They, I still have my booth for next That's year. Cool. So um, no, no matter what, I'll still be there. We'll still be showing off Slipstrike. I, Slipstrike, I doubt we'll have uh, another game to show off. Um, we might have something like in prototype form, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back either. I just, you know, I really enjoy sharing the passion of games with people and just hearing them say things like, oh, you know, um, you know, you, you know, when they, when they're about to buy a game, they think they say things like, oh, you know, I think this would be a good game for my friend XYZ because, you know, because, you know, ABC and, and it's fun to have those kind of conversations with people and then recommend games that are not even mine and be like, oh, hey, you should look into Sagrada because this seems like, you know, what you're talking to me about and i just love to talk mm -hmm. to people about how much fun that everybody can have together you know playing these really silly games have right? you have you always been that, like that oh yeah since you're a little kid playing oh, games constantly well, recommending oh, games yeah. creating oh, yeah. games yeah yep. huh? 18 years 18 years old i opened up a retail game store in my in town of snohomish and i was doing i was there years nice and uh <laughs> yep blue samurai walked in the oh, door and he was like what's up yeah. That's right. Brought the governor with me. <laughs> That's right. Governor only said one thing the whole time. Um, governor Locke running for governor. Uh, Gary That's right. Shook his hands. Shook hands yeah. story. Everybody. Stand on that? That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, the thing is, is that I survived for eight years in, the, in this tumultuous time of um, Magic the Gathering taking off because I was able to make connections with people and recommend them good games mm -hmm. and good things they should do. And uh, I've always survived on that. And I'm always good at kind of like understanding who people really are and giving them an unbiased, um, you know, um, objective opinion about what they should possibly go after i mean i've i've talked people out of my own games while um you know just because i know that they're not going to have a good time you know i know what my games do and i know you know if i, I start to understand who they are i'll, I'll recommend them that's cool though possibly. that's good salesmanship and yeah. not smarmy like buy mine yeah. only yeah. you know exactly. that's that's good and then people come back to you yep so like that awesome guy yeah. i just I, yeah. I just want people to know that i'm honest more than anything else you know and so um you know uh making a sale but i don't it's again it's psychic money so you're making so little money you can't really freak out yeah. you know mm -hmm. So that, that's, and that's the reason why I can't like make board games my full-time thing because then I would start to freak out when I'm, when I go to a convention right. and make a, you know, a six X ROI, you know, it's just, I would start to freak out yeah. and it would make me not happy and I would not be able to have like genuine conversations with people. Yeah. So uh, Good point. with, with, uh, you know, with COVID going on, do you have any advice for uh, people who are getting into game design as a, as a hobby or diving into it? Should they just wait or? Uh, I mean, if, if, yeah, if, if you were, if you had a good job, if you have a job already and you're doing good and you have, you know, like five to 10 hours a day a week, I'm sorry, that you're able to like throw towards a project, just keep going on the project, just get it more into a better looking prototype. Um, 
You know, I've seen a lot of people bring really raggedy prototypes with them. You know, um, spend some time, go to Michael's with your mask on yeah. and, uh, you know, make your prototype look amazing so that when, when people, you know, when you're going to show this at a game store, uh, people ask if they can buy it right then. You know, that's one of the things that we always did. We always make all of our prototypes look amazing. So people, like, we've had people pick up the box off the table and, like, walk up and try to buy it. And we're like, oh, that's a fake yeah. box, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then like, they look at it like, well, what? What, what are you talking it's about? It's like, you know? super true. And there's probably some awesome games. I mean, I can't remember. I haven't gone to years and years and years of conventions sure. like these guys. But, you know, some games game that might be awesome just it, it's not going to grab me because it doesn't look right. that great or yeah. there's little paper stick figure <laughs> well yeah instead of i mean sorry but you know yeah. it's it's about the visuals yeah even know, if, right away i mean if it's not the anyway. visuals it definitely shows that like the person's dedicated to yes. making a good product right yes. and, and and that's really when it comes down to it that's how people like they that, that's how people recognize us when we were going through um working with playtosh northwest who i'm a huge fan of uh, of nicole and all the work mm -hmm. she does um oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I go through that system with all of my games. I've, you know, all but one of my games have gone through that system. And, um, and we always get comments that the game, people are like surprised when I tell them that the game is not yeah. made yet. You know, because they're yeah. like, oh, well, that's weird. And then I, and then I pull the card <laughs> on the sleeve and it like splits in half. And they're like, oh, like I just printed that on my printer, you know. So, yeah, um, that's the stuff you got to do. And so I would encourage people that are, if you're, you're working on something, get, make it look professional. You can make stuff look you professional can. at home. Get an exact knife out, you know. No, I, I, you I've noticed. Right up, um, and the, 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 the team that made them, Gladius. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They did a great job on their on their, their prototype game. It's like, yeah, it's like, I could buy your game and their game yeah. at Orcacon, yeah. and I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. And, and when you see it, um, and they, of course the Gladius crew, I, I, I'm drawing a blank on the names right now. They completely blew it out on Kickstarter. And the reason why was because they brought their, their super top end prototype with nice yeah. art and, yeah. um, you know, and very play tested game, very strong game. And they brought it to all these events and they pulled up people's names because people were willing to buy it at that moment that they played the game because right. it looks so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and really I would, uh, if I were starting over a new, I would, I would copy what they did. And, um, you know, we, we only did this, we only started doing that on our third game, you know? Um, uh, I was, so, yeah, I was I mean, actually just going to ask you that, have, have all your games, because Slip Strike is a very Slip, sexy game. It really is. I cannot I mean, there's like it. Battle of yeah. the Bards, and I was kind of looking at your website and stuff, and, and Crows, oh my yeah. gosh, um, the art is just great. So have, have you, you've done that with all your games. They've all been looking like they're ready to go when they're in fact just prototypes and you're just introducing yeah, them. Yeah, we, we that did that since Crows. So yeah. Crows, Battle of Bards, and Slip Strike, we did that with um, Junking was, uh, we had black and white, um, you know, like placeholder art. Um, and then with Bot of the Queen, we didn't even really, I mean, we had really <laughs> bad demo copies. It was like all black and white text, which is nothing. It was, it was bad. And then we were working on a, we were working on a sixth game before coronavirus happened. That was someone else's game. Um, and I was getting that to a level, um, but we were early, earlier bringing it out with like some, some, you know, some papers and stuff like that. But what we were turning it into a, like a professional looking thing. So that people would think they could buy it right now. You know, um, I, and we were going through that process right as coronavirus hit. So I, I have noticed about that, about your games. I know Paul and Rebeculous and I, when we go to different conventions, we've, we've interviewed so many game designers and the prototype they have is, is, I mean, it looks like crap. I mean, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, 
um, three by five cards or sometimes uh, that happens. It just, or it's not even recognizable. Um, and you know, it's weird because some, some of the folks in, in play, uh, play test Northwest, you know, they, they say, Oh no, that's the way you should do it. But it seems to me when you bring out a, a, your game and right. it looks nice, for whatever reason, they're more successful, I think, than than the others I've yeah. seen. I think when people put up a good product initially, and I know they're going to have to invest a little bit more, probably. Yeah. Um. I I think it's just a better deal. Well, is your do you got it? Is that the advice you would give to game designers? Like, put well, out, put something good out. It looks good. Yeah. I think that I think it really matters. Like the question that you should ask really is like, where, how long have you been developing this game? If they say anything over six months. Uh, well, I'd probably say like a year and, you know, six months to a year and it still looks like that, then they obviously haven't spent the time to think about the visuals of the product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, they, if, it's, if it's something they just threw together within the last two or three months, then that's what you're, you know, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at something that they're just testing to see if the, um, if yeah, the mechanics of the game actually oh. works correctly with somebody mm-hmm. who's completely new to the game, right? And uh, we've definitely been there. Um, and you need to, if you're the game designer, if you're the person who's like, you know, fledgling game designer, fledgling game producer, you need to be able to have that conversation with people and tell people, hey, um, I just want you to look at this really quick and tell me what you if this mechanically works. Don't worry about the visuals. I've been working on this thing for like two months and I think this works correctly, but uh, I'm interested to know what you think about just the game mechanics itself. Um, but once you get past that step and then you're like showing the game off a bunch and you're going through PlayStation Northwest and you're like, this is a game we're going to put on Kickstarter. If you start to say that, those words, those words need to be accompanied by a, nice, uh, a superior looking product. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how long have you been Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I've been at, um, uh, of course, Dragonflight, um, Playtest Northwest Tables. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I've played a, a number of games that were really fun to play, but looked terrible. <laughs> and I followed these people, and nothing happens right. with it. And it's a little frustrating. Is there, there was there, there was one with them. Um, Different sized barrels that was fun. There's one about lava that Hot I played with. Lava, Rebecca. yeah, I was going to bring that up. Hot lava. You know, I, I really wanted to play that game, and it didn't get made apparently because right. that was like three years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, now I like that one. I recall that one not being very finished, but it was simple it was and easy to play, and we really liked it. So I don't know what the heck happened yeah. to that Super one. Fun. Well, some people just don't have the drive to keep it going. Yeah. You know. Um, it's a it's a weird thing. I had I one person that. at Gen Con tell me I had I had a person at Gen Con show up and at my booth and he was like another game designer and he was like, Hey, I was just wondering if I could show you my games that I've been working on and if you'd like to take any of them and publish them. Um, and he showed me like fifteen games and wow. like and like they were just like, you know, one pagers. He's like, Here's this game, this is what you do in it. You know, and they looked okay, and some of them looked like kind of like repeats of others. Like it was like, oh, here's a game where you're like running numbers, and here's another game where you're running colors. And I was like, oh, this is the same game. Who knows? But, but then I said to him, why are you trying to get me to publish your game, dude? Who is like, you know, like um, you should just you should just um, make this game yourself. You're basically what you're doing is uh, let me make a football analogy for you. you have run 98 yards after catching uh, the football in your own end zone. And you're now looking else next to you asking who's going to take it the last two yards. There's no opponents around and you want someone to carry it in and get all the glory. Um, I get that reference. 
I get it. Um, so but the th then uh, he said something that I had never encountered. I had said that analogy to like probably 15 uh -huh. other people and they were all like, oh, that's a really good point. I should not be asking you to do my game for me because I should just do it myself. He said, well, what if um, I have recognized that I'm not able to take and I thought, wow. Okay. Like that's yeah. so weird for me to even mm -hmm. like fathom but knows himself um, but there are people that just can't knows yeah, the there's just people who, yeah. right exactly and so right. um so you know i i i had to give him props because i was like okay this makes this makes sense now you know like i i understand mm -hmm. um you know not everybody thinks like me obviously and um you know not everybody thinks like everybody else and that's just the way it is and so um some people just don't they love making games they love to show people games um but they don't necessarily have the drive to um to keep going with it and sometimes they'll get lost in the shuffle if they try to you know show it to people show it to publishers and whatnot and so you know, it's just it's just the nature of the industry and the nature of humans. Well, and you also have a, a added benefit because you're 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 very charismatic and you speak and clear speaker, and you're very easy to understand. And so when you're up there with your game, like I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I tend to think just I'm just guessing that you could take maybe a, a lesser exciting game or lesser developed game and still kind of pump it up yeah. and make people interested. Just this because is, of this is what my family how you says. pitch. You're kind of a natural pitch man there. Yeah, they, my family says that all the time. They, they make fun of me all the time. Uh, they, lots of jokes about selling, uh, selling ice to uh, Alaskans and, you know, whatnot in my house. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, I think that that just comes from gaming from a really young age. I think that right. um, I've always been very fortunate to be in the gaming community um, here and there. And, um, you know, as much as people outside the gaming community will try to act like we're all social um, uh, introverts because we play board games with each other. Uh, the reality is, is that playing board games actually makes people uh, more social and makes yes. you um, make better connections with True people. That. And, um, yeah, it does. And yeah. So, I mean, I, I've met, I met a lot of gamers. The only gamers that I have really met that really can't sell their own game are new gamers that have made a new game because they just haven't been around enough. Yeah. But people that have been around as long as I have, they do, they do just as well as I do. So, yeah. okay. So, so, uh, you know, my suggestion of a COVID related game was per not, yeah. perhaps not that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just think about it. I'm just planting a seed in the brain. Geeks of, yeah. geeks of Cascadia. Game. Wants 20%. Geeks of Cascadia yeah. board game. Think about yeah, it. When this whole thing yeah, started, I stopped by around the table and I bought a pandemic. Yeah. And I brought it home. Yep. Why would you and buy that game right like now? A day, and then, like, a, oh, this is like in February. Yeah, okay. Well. And like a day later, it was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> this isn't fun. Right. This is terrible. I don't want to play this damn game. Did you burn it now? It's in my is closet. It? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't David, want to play I, this game. David, I always wanted to ask you when you do your, your game design and all that, how long do you, you spend on mechanics typically? Um, so I, I, always start with, um, I always start with what I want the end user to feel. And then I build that like I build that way. So with um, so with Battle of the Bards, for example, you know, which is a, a game with tons of dice and you roll tons of dice, and uh, you there's a lot of dice mitigation, and you're using that in it with a deck builder combined. So I essentially wrote out, I wrote the words. Um, I want to roll tons of dice, and I wrote the words. I want it to be a deck builder, and I wrote um, I wrote it out that I wanted. Every so 
<clears throat> as I started to develop the game, if anything got off those lines, if it didn't like hit that hit those markers, then I would just get rid of it. And I had a bunch of things. I had a whole item cool. system. I had a whole like mm-hmm. you know, um, I had a whole like ally system that was like mm-hmm. really cool. And and it just it was like, is this fun though? Like it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not having a good time rolling a bunch of dice. I'm just like mitigating. I'm moving these cards around, and it just it wasn't what I wanted to do. And um and I want and so once I got the it maybe took me about three months to get the mechanics into a spot where I was like, where I was like starting to get to the, you know, in the lane that I wanted to be in. And then I started showing the game and I, I told people when I was demoing to them, I said, um, you tell me if this statement is true. Do you feel, um, you, you feel like every game, every turn is a puzzle. And once I was getting consistently people saying, yep, 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 yep. I knew those were my mechanics. And then I was, I just started, you know, iterating off of that. So I kind of like, you have like this broad view and then you, and then you bring it, then you bring it down to a point. And then once you get that point of like, these are the mechanics, then you can like add content and then you, you open it up again. Actually, that's, that's wow. the way I've done it every time. And, and course, usually you spend, making games, so. I assume it probably varies, but is there a particular average, how many months you spend on mechanics? Uh, not really. I mean, oh. And we, uh, our first game was about two months. A slip strike was, uh, the first time I made it, it worked. Um, battle of the bards was, um, probably about four months. Um, buyer of the queen, our second game took me almost a year and a half. I mean, it, it oh, varies yeah. widely. It really matters like what you're trying to do. I had in battle of the bards, I'm sorry, in Battle of the queen, our second game, um, which is a, um, more of like a, just kind of like an epic, uh, almost role-playing light game, um, with like a pandemic feel to it. Um, that game actually went through three different iterations of walking into the office and being, or the, you know, the artist studio and saying, okay, guys, uh, throwing away everything we've ever done. Um, check us out. I got this new mechanic that actually works better than what we were doing before. And then everybody's like, yeah, you've done it. And then we pushed along that one. And then like, you know, three months later, I was like, Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got a better one, you know? <laughs> and so some mechanics like they end up taking over completely. Right. Some mechanics you can kind of slot in and you can just kind of add it to what you've got. And then some are so foundationally, um, changing that you have to like start from the ground up, and so that's what happened with Fire the Queen, and that game took a while to make. So you said you got Slip Strike kind of right the on first, the first time. Shot. How'd you come up with Slip Strike? Did you wake up one morning like nah. McCartney Lennon, like awesome song? Like no. Nah, so before? here's what's weird. Here's what's weird. I was actually working on a two-player cooperative game oh. um, that that had a that had a um, circular board, so that once you went around one side of the board, you just come to the other side, and uh, but not like. Like, you know, like, um, I guess Monopoly is technically a circular board, but it was literally like a circle with like a wheel, right? Like yeah. a color wheel uh, kind of, right? But like there was only uh, eight pieces. So you would just kind of, you know, and then um, uh, so I started to think about other ways to use that wheel mechanic because I hadn't really seen it. And the presentation of a circular board that's, um, that's modular, that's like built all at once. You know, I haven't really seen that a lot of that. So I was kind of playing around with those kind of ideas and I had come up with this idea of a rock, paper, scissors like um, game, striking game, yeah. where you basically, um, you're basically trying to strike your opponent and not be where they're striking. Um, and then I, in my head, I kind of was like, well, how many locations should there be? And then there was six. And then at one point I pulled in my mind, I just pulled out one of the, one of the points and I was like, what if there were five? And then I was like, oh, it gets a lot more chaotic. And then it starts to, um, the game actually awards aggression, which is really, which is a big deal for me on this one. And uh, I wanted to like stop people from like um, just turtling up and then doing this weird thing. I wanted people to get out there and just like actually, you know, just fight it up. Um, and so 
I was bored at a convention with, um, with one of my guys. We were in Vegas. We went to, wait, what's that Vegas or Reno? Wait, we did a convention that I think was in Vegas. So it was either Vegas or Reno. <laughs> um, and we were just there, just kind of hanging out. And it was after hours. It was like they closed at five, the convention. And I was like, what's this? You know, um, and of course, neither one of us are, are the people that would do anything in Vegas um, other than watch a, a Search of Slay or something. So we were like completely bored out of our minds. And um, so I was like, well, let me, let me grab it. So I took a piece of paper, ripped it up. And I put them in sleeves and I was like, let me just, let's just try this thing out, see what happens. And then uh, we played it and like halfway through my buddy was like, this is ridiculously good. And then I pulled a couple that I had talked to earlier in the day and I said, can I show you something? That whole conversation was having, I don't know if this is good or not. And this is just like a bunch of numbers that I've handwritten, but I want you to tell me if this mechanically works. And then they played it and they were like, yep, it works exactly as intended. So yeah, I was really lucky with that one. It's super fun. It's, it's, it's like, oh, I'm going to, to, I'm going to kill this person. This right. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And then it's a little, it's a little, it's got a little like uh checker. I mean, starting uh, checkers slash chest to it. Yeah. Totally you're like, where you're like, I'm positive. I'm positive. This is going to work. And then yeah, when you yeah. put cards over, you're like, Oh, oops. You know? So um, there's a lot of um, that kind of gameplay in it. And it, and it's so funny to see it in such a small, compact package. I was actually oh, yeah. really surprised um, at uh, the response we've been getting from it. So I'm, I'm excited to get it out. I, I, I love, I love the, like, once you're offensive and then you're on the defense and then you like think you've done this awesome thing. And then you're sitting duck. Simple yeah, and elegant, like, yes. which is what you, just what you, like what, what you, you David. Oh, so nice. and elegant. <laughs> yeah, so nice. Yeah. You, think, you think David, maybe you, you got that down so fast cause you've been doing this for a while and then maybe you've just, you, you've got it. Maybe you've reached that level of experience that uh, as a game yeah. designer, you just, you just know you can put the stuff together. Yeah. I, I would love to think that's true, except the other two games that we're working on are taking me just as long as everything else. So I think <laughs> that, uh, I think that slip strike was just kind of a really um, fortunate pairing of mechanics that just kind of happened to work together. And I kept it so tight and small. Right. Um, we, we were working on some other small games, but they just got, they got too big. You know, I mean, uh, Battle of Arts was a, was supposed to be a small game and it just like, and then it just became a medium sized game. And, and I got um, that from you. I we bought that directly yeah. from you. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Did he sign in? Did he sign in the copy? No, he, he, no. he was there and his uh, daughter was there. It was at um, PAX, I believe. That's where I, uh, yeah. I got yep, it. Yep. And my, my yeah. son was there. My son goes, Hey, can we get this game? So that's, that's why I got it. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, demos, demos sell games. You know, I yeah. remember yeah, you're so much playing. So yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. So, but yeah, um, we, you know, the other two games that I was working on, they're, they're taking a while. So um, I don't, I don't think, I think that, you know, just being around the industry as long as I have and mm-hmm. being in the gaming community, I just kind of get a good sense of like what people really want to see in games and I have to make a decision about what kinds of gamers I'm going to be making, you know, have a good time mm-hmm. with each one of my games. So each one of my games is kind of like very different right. from each other so that no matter who you are, I've got something for you. Wow. And, you know, everybody's very right. different. So sounds like well, you don't well, even have a game like the geeks of Cascadia game. Sounds like that <laughs> needs to happen. Yeah. There you go. I need a specific game to sell to three yes. specific Loose. people. Um, yeah. There's one person that swears a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I have to keep it like really. Who the uh, fuck yeah. is that? What did yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, as we're, uh, but we, man, I love talking to you. I, I could talk. To you. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, before we wrap up, I, I just need to know. You, you said you're like 
you had two games in development. Can you give a little more information? Oh, yeah. And can you give a, a little more information, these expansions to slip strike as well, if that's possible? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we, take a slip strike. No, but it is, it, is an, it is an expansion to slip strike. Um, okay. So um, slip strike actually has an interesting um, thing around it in that it is really easy to build into as well. And so um, we were actually planning on making uh, two more because we have like a, where is it? We have like, you know, we have the blue box game. We have this yeah. you know, blue box. The we have an orange, orange box as yeah. well. Yep. And we have I just don't have it um, near me at the desk here, uh, but I have it in the house. Uh, I think, you know, the manufacturer sent me two copies. Um, and then, um, and we were going to make a red version and possibly a green version with uh, completely new mechanics. Those are already done. Wow. I mean, oh. they're done. Wow. Um, okay. But I have to get the artist to do the whole thing. I have to like actually get Slip Strike out. I have to see if people hate it or not, you know, before we can no even talk about it. getting that out. No right, one's going right? So they're actually standalone. number now. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, stand, standalone expansions, basically. And then um, I do have an expansion for Battle of the Bards, which is probably about 80% done. It's something we wanted to do right from the start. We ended up um, you know, cutting a bunch off because we were like, this is too much game. Um, and so we're going to turn it into um, you know, a standalone expansion just for two people. And only because I've got this really wicked pun coming, I have to make <laughs> this expansion, which is uh, the expansion for... for um, Battle of Bards is going to be called, uh, well, in the game, you're going to be attacking people and like knocking people off stage and whatnot. And it's going to be called No Holds Barred. Oh, nice. 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 Boom, boom. I like it. It's firing on all cylinders. So, um, but then I have, um, so the two games that are in development, um, I've got, uh, I've got a deck builder game that is, as I'm developing it, it like whether or not I'm going to add dice to it or not is going to, is really up for grabs mm -hmm. um and the reason why it keeps on like the reasons for it is it, it really does fit for the mechanics that you're doing and adds a good uh, system of luck but the reasons against it is i literally have a game that does exactly that it's a deck builder that has dice so i would be making essentially you know like in my lineup of games it would be weird to have two games that are very so very similar um in my opinion i mean i know a lot of game companies they'll do that they'll make it one game and then they'll make like five games very similar to the first one and they'll be very yes. successful doing that but it's Dude, not my style uh -huh. um yeah yeah exactly i mean most most of you, and it's totally it's totally valid to do it it's just it's just not uh -huh. how i want to do how i want to do it so i'm trying to figure out how right. to make that happen that game is going to be a game um i wanted to um i don't want to i don't want to get directly into the theme because the theme is actually not used very often in gaming so if we were to do it right it would it would be awesome um, if you could and uh, give us one key word uh, just good night uh word. i'll say uh no. I'll derby <laughs> put that out there because that can be like anything. the hat sure yeah sure yeah. why not so um okay so um <laughs> So, but then the other one uh, that we're working on was the two-player um, cooperative game that I was talking about. The problem with that one is that not a lot of people like two-player cooperative games. It's a really hard sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a strong game. The game that we were making, it's really good. It's one. It's a game where one, and they're like trying to go through the, the remember the circular board I was talking about? You run around the circular board, so you have these ways that you can get around, and that's you basically like in an office building trying to do agenty things. Um, and then uh, the other person's a hacker who's basically able to play a different game in front of them. So it's like asymmetrical gameplay, but cooperative. And um, that hacker person win. is, so you win by completing the objectives together, right? So that you have your So you either both win. Yeah. So that cooperative, right? So. Yep. 
exactly. And so the, the yeah. hacker is basically the hackers like unlocking doors for them. The hackers like, you know, uh, disabling um, guards and things like that by, um, by not, you know, pushing door, you know, closing doors that they can't even get into. And then the agent is uh, giving more control to the hacker by directly connecting to the, you know, the mainframes that are in the building. And then once the hacker gets full, just a little, you know, half and half thing happening. That's where, great. Right? Actually, and I, could, I could get into that. Yeah, like I mean, a, you don't need to beat the person the, you're playing with. The that, thing is, I could get into that. Yeah. I could get into the, the yeah. thing is, is when I've seen in, in Mr. and Mrs. Yep, Smith. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it comes to, you can get, it's, it's got so much inspiration from so many good movies out there that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it would be really easy to create content just by watching a bunch of movies. Um, but the problem is, is that um, when I say two-player game, uh, you know, when we were advertising it before I made Slipstrike, um, couples, they, uh, like, couples that are gamers, they don't really want to play cooperative games as much as I thought they would would some yes. do um but uh, most of them like to stomp yeah, on each other which is <laughs> I, exactly why it's i do right too exactly. i do too yeah. but that sounds it's a good it's a good change of pace right and that's why i'm hoping to i mean are the there a lot of two-player cooperative games out there i think you said there aren't there, so there I really is don't probably don't know uh, that's a good point it would be yeah that's a good I, point that's a good I think point I, I could pitch a caper cooperative game mm -hmm. to my wife there you go if it was like mr and mrs smith yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's, I think no, that's absolutely that. so call it yeah call it that no yeah no problem call, call his call wife yeah. will oh, buy it i'm not gonna want any money for that oh, yeah yeah this is yeah I'll, I'll make i'll make negative money because of the lights <laughs> of the movie yeah no problem no, no problem. i i love you i love your games and love battle the bard and um you were gonna say you I, love him it's i do okay, love him it. okay i admit it i'm okay yeah i'm okay with my sexuality you know i, I love this yes. man yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's no problem yeah. i got no problem with that all right um no oh, it, it, it's great him? it's all the huh Professor okay all right, all right. <laughs> well it's just that you know you put all this work into it and then you gotta i got to ask you this how do you figure out the price point because uh, all so, your games are reasonably priced and um, right that's a great question and that you know, how do you figure that out? Well, very simply, uh, most most uh, manufacturers, um, you know, the, the whatever you got to figure out what they're what they're going to charge, right? You're going to sure, so yeah. you do a lot of pre work before you go into a Kickstarter before you even start talking to people about things. And I can tell you right now, only because I just have a bunch of experience in this. Like, if I were to make a game, or if I were to point at a game, I'd say, oh, I bet that game costs X to make, and I'd probably be accurate within you know ten to fifteen percent. Um, but you know, when you're new, when you're absolutely new, you just got to send your little prototype out or not prototype, but you send the, the details of your, of what your prototype would be to a bunch of manufacturers and you get a bunch of quotes back. And so then they'll tell you, Oh, this game is going to cost uh, $3 and 50 cents to make or, you know, whatever. And then you, then you say, okay, um, you know, what's the minimum order and blah, 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 blah. And then you usually figure about a dollar to a dollar 50 to ship it to your, yourself. So if a $3.50 game is going to, that means it's actually cost $5. And then that cost is what they call the landed cost. And then you multiply that number times five, and that should be your number. That should be your manufacturer's retail price. So 25 bucks in that case. So slip strike, we were getting in around $4, um, uh, shipped to my house. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that means the game's 20 bucks. And so, um, and that's where well we're at. Worth it. Um, and that's what, what we've done for everybody, right? So, and all of our games are like that. Um, some companies are able to command a little bit uh, higher number only because instead of ordering, you know, 1,500 to 2,500 copies, they're ordering 10,000. Yeah. And then they can get, right. uh, they can get a, instead of uh, 5X, they're looking at 
you know, 8X or, you know, 9X. And that's right. where the advantage of having a, um, you know, actual game company come into play. You clearly so. don't seem like a greedy man, but I'll tell you this right yeah. now. I'd pay more than 20 uh, bucks for Slipstrike. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about Just it. We were saying. talking about 25 because we were, um, there's a lot of $25 games that don't pack in as much as we pack in, even into Slipstrike. Slipstrike's so simple. Right. Um, but, uh, we kind of, we kind of based our, price point on um the other game that's small that we think is really big in this space which is uh love letter you know and so love letter is a 20 dollars game well i think they have a 15 dollars version now that doesn't have the bag but um but it's a 20 dollars game it's a solid 20 dollars game and and that size box right this size this size box yeah. Is, yeah. is like the 20 dollars well and it's also a great game. and so like um, i mean 20 bucks is kind of like the new f- five dollars yeah. from weight you exactly know? so it's kind of like oh right. 20 yeah. you know yeah. it's like yeah 20 it's yeah yeah i always call that the accidental purchase like 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 the kind of game that you just accidentally buy you're like oh oops i have this now you know and so uh yeah no absolutely yeah. and that's that's definitely having a 20 dollar game in the junk spirit games lineup is definitely a uh was a goal of mine and i'm, I'm happy to have, to have slip strike is it, uh, i'm sorry is that your lowest yeah will that be your lowest price game yep, oh totally i'm okay. oh, cool 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 wow. God, that's what you know. You you could you could have charged more, and you 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 didn't. But then more people have your game, to. man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Don't need to. Yeah, we're making we're making good profit even at twenty. And so if we're able to um, do demos, you know, I mean, I've, I've we've calculated out. I think I think that Slip Strike is if we were if we were in the year that we could actually demo this game, we right. would be um, really uh, able to sell Slip Strike quickly. So we would be so, just fine. So in order to get Slip Strike after Kickstarter and any of your mm-hmm. games, can we just go to Junk Spirit Games and uh, order? Yeah. And, and if... Uh, yeah, JunkSpiritGames.com, it's all set up. Great. And I recommend people to put in some extra money to uh, David because he's such an <laughs> awesome dude. And he, he's I'll out of a job right games. now. So. Help him out. Uh, yeah. He's out of a job. Slip Strike, Slip oh, strike yeah, is yeah. only $20. That's but you tip waitresses, you tip hairstylists. That's right. <laughs> Why don't you tip your game developer? Ah, tip your game designer. That's right. Yeah. Tip your game Good designer. Night. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, just just buy more games. Everybody buy more games. Have more fun. Play them. And, and how do we get yeah. a hold of you if you and Twitter and your socials and all that? Yeah. So you can catch me on Twitter just at very simply at dagger, you know, D A G E R R, um, which is dagger spelled incorrectly, but you can always uh, obviously find junk spirit games on Twitter and Instagram with just junk spirit games with no spaces and or anything like that. Facebook. Um, all one word. And Facebook, that. that's right. And Facebook. I know well. that that's still right. exists. Right. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's so, right. Since um, I know you're, so, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, since I know your oh. phone number, we're going to flash it on the screen right now. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, everybody just <laughs> call him anytime. Call me Day or night. Yeah, he right. always answers. Up to his house. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 If you need a game recommendation, just you call me up and I'll tell you what's right. up. <laughs> you pick up your yeah. phone at 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Listen, yeah, we're super uh, drunk and we need a board game for eight people. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're going to do. <laughs> Nice. Oh man! Hey, uh, the game so, comes with a hotline. Yeah. Any of you guys, uh, Paul Rebeculus, you have any more uh, questions or anything before we? I think we're good. I think this is weird. I, I, we all live, I think I've asked we, him we enough. Li- yeah, go ahead, Polly. I always talk. We over all live you. within twelve miles of each other, and we're doing this on Zoom. Yeah. Just kind of I know, right? Weird, but thank you, David, for it's doing this with oh, us. Certainly, no problem. David, I, I should, have no should. more silly questions to pepper David with, what? except the geeks of Cascadia game. You know, which I'm going to keep saying. Yeah, every time I see you. And when this is all over, David, when when the world is normal, we we should, you know, yeah, we all live close. We should invite you to one of our, our 
game nights or whatever. So oh yeah, not for God's God sakes, I'd love to play a game with David. I'd love to play a game with David. Yeah, I, I, I have uh, I have a couple game groups that I am definitely missing, and um, I had four different game groups I was going to, and I was looking for more because I game that much. So um, I'm always interested in driving around, and I used to drive to Olympia every day from Snohomish, which is about a three hour drive. Oh yeah. So um, no commute is too small for me. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Well, well. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you for being on the show, and we Thank look you, forward to seeing you again. Absolutely. Yes, yes. We do, and we will. All right. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. God, I love talking to David Gerard. He is the best. He is. He is. Yes, I heart him also. I cannot wait to play a Super Strike. Oh my God, if it weren't for this freaking COVID, we'd be playing it already. Yeah, he's like, any day now? <sighs> I've, uh, I have a new game room, which you can't see behind me. Oh, it looks like it's a little turquoise with whales all over it. Mm-hmm. Is that your game room? I could uh, make that go away. That's and, neat. Uh, show, no, show that's you your my game, new game room. Yeah, show the people your game room because you have cool stuff on your walls. Background. Do you guys have any David Gerard games? I've got. I do. I've got the Bard. I got the Battle of the Bards. That's one I got. Have you played it? And if so, I have. I played one time. I want to play it some more, but COVID happened, and then. You know, I didn't really know that much about his previous games pre- prior to Slipstrike, uh, but that Crows, that Crows thing mm-hmm. looks really cool. I want to grab that. Hey, look, here is a little window into Still Paul's life. Freshly painted room, like, very nice colors. No, it, looks, it. it looks like a hotel room. Move your computer to show the viewers your well, awesome wall art. Well, I my lights off, so you can see my Star Wars plates. Nice. And Very nice the, Star Wars. Com- oh, you have a lot of them. You have a lot of plates. them. Very nice. Do you, do you eat off those plates for meals? Do you grab them and, and put lasagna uh, no, and stuff on them? Not. You get lasagna on top of Captain Kirk and then eat until you can see the picture at the bottom of the plate? Yeah. You know? I eat until, until I can see um, William Shatner's face. So, Paul, you're, Paul, you're the only person I know that collects those plates. Uh, well, I don't really collect them, but this kind of happened to me. Okay. Extrapolate. Like I think they're cool. I like yeah, them. They're cool. I like they're they cool. wouldn't be as cool if you only had one or two, but since you have many, it looks good. Oh yeah. It looks good. Congratulations on your new room. Well, I thank you. I keep wanting to say man cave viewers, but apparently it's Paul's a game against, room because I'm inclusive. He's woke, yo. Really? <laughs> uh, maybe I am. Yeah, you're I kind try. of woke. The fact that you, the fact that you mm-hmm. kind of just sneered at that means you're definitely woke. I try. Woke. Yes, you're an honorary girl. Come on, man. I, uh, you know, you, know. you even, you even corrected. Uh... Wait, what? did you, did you originally called uh, man cave? No, you did not. I did he, not. he never. His wife was calling it a man cave. Oh, that's right. He and then he corrected her. That. That's yeah. right. He yes. corrected her on it. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that nifty? What do you know? Oh, hey, and I don't know if the viewers part. can see this. Here, let me scoot. That's, it's not. Oh, 
Oh my oh, god! No, I'm getting eaten by my player. Oh, it's creepy, creepy. Oh, hey, Paul, that's the uh, that's the guy that evaporated your uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. your bard. Thank oh, you yes. for bringing that up. Um, Still, Paul had a really cute little character named Bruno. Great. He was so cute, and Bruno he's great. Bruno's powder now. Bruno oh, powder. Oh, he was so great. Actually, it's too bad he wasn't. At least we couldn't collect a powdery version of him, like scrape it off the floor. Like it's too bad our characters didn't have time to do that, and then we could carry him around. Well, here, here's a question for you, Paul. If you yeah. could, if if your bard could get resurrected, would you go back to that character, or do you like the character <gasps> you have now? I think I would. I don't feel like I know your current character. Your current character doesn't have like a a thing like Bruno had. He doesn't. Bruno had his thing. He was always yeah. the first to talk. He was inappropriately polite and sweet. He was super friendly, and um, yeah. he wanted to know everybody and be friends. Hi, I'm Bruno. Yeah. No, you say it. It's better when you say it. Hi, I'm Bruno. See how Very cute good. that was? Well, you know, we. I think this mid-tro has been going on way too long. And yes. time, no, it's not long enough. Not long enough. Now it's time to co- talk to Christine Pruitt. We should. Um, with Castles and Cats. Oh, heck yeah. So, from OrcaCon? From- yeah, from OrcaCon. Okay. I'm sorry. Orca-Con? I feel so bad. We should have done this yes, we're awful. way earlier. Christine so. is super nice, and she forgives us. Please forgive so. us. Yes. So let's listen to what she has to say. Yes. Hey, nerds. We are here with uh, Castles and Cats creator, Christine Pruitt. Thank you for being with us, Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi. Before we even start the Castles and Cats thing, can you just show your shoes for a second? This gal loves cats. She is the creator of Castles and Cats. She wears cat shoes. Can you tell us about your game and how... You created it. Why everything? Everything. About okay, you. so we'll start from the beginning. I'll start with <laughs> what is Castles and Cats. So Castles and Cats is like a stepping stone RPG for really young kids. So like preschool, early elementary, and basically it's to get younger kids interested in playing role playing games in oh, the cool. future. Oh, cool. Um, I mainly created it because I have very young children and I love. Dungeons and Dragons so much and I could not wait for them to play it. So I was like, I'm going to create my own RPG that you can play now. Nice. How is it? How is it? I don't say dumbed down. How is it? Um, for, you know, so you I think the most kids? important aspect that actually helps keep the kids interested in playing is the quick combat. Because Dungeons and Dragons can be, like, combat can be very drawn out and long. I think I've spent five yes. to six hours on yes, some encounters. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> Kids when you aren't going to sit for that long. When you have really dumb players, uh, um, it can be really long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially yeah. first-time yeah. players, yeah. they need to, like, look up all their spells. And I'm like, just roll your dice. Are little kids super excited? Oh, they love it. They love it. Like um, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of, I already have, like, a little mini fan club and stuff. It's very cute. <laughs> um... But yeah, so quick combat, I think, and like very visual components that are very hands-on. So instead of having a character sheet, I do have character sheets available for the game for like the older mm-hmm. kids, but for the younger kids, they have a deck of cards and they get to go through like the items they've collected and like make their character. Okay, because yeah, I was trying to envision little kids yeah. doing a character sheet. So in- there's no leveling system in the game. Okay. So instead of leveling, what they do is they collect items as they go on their adventures. 
And over time, they just collect a bunch of items and they can rearrange items if they're going to like specific locations or if they can use more powerful items as they level up, do kind you, of. Do you see kids, um, I don't know, do you see improvement or just awesomeness watching them make these decisions and watching them maybe, I don't know, not be so shy if they're shy or do you, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, when I first started playing with my first playtesting group, Compared to now, the changes they've made and just how they role play is cool. so incredible. So at first, they're they're very much into the combat. The combat's very easy to get. It's very fun. It's very quick. So they would almost attack everything that they saw. And now, when we do a dungeon, they'll go through the rooms and they'll they'll say, "I want to do a detect check," or "I want to try to talk to the mouse that's sitting in the corner of the room." And they'll just try a bunch of different things before they. Are, they're not as quick to attack. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that must be how worse. I just started D and D a couple of years ago, and I was just barbarian attack rage. And now it's just like maybe I want spells. Maybe I want to see this. Did um are are all the characters cats? No, actually. Or, so where the, the cats come in? The cats come in in Adventure Three. So right now I have three adventures out. Um, and the third adventure is where the characters get the players get to the cat kingdom and meet the cats. And it was actually really cool when I was doing my Kickstarter, I had a contest where people would send me pictures of their cats and I would draw, I drew names and those are the cats that make up the cat kingdom. Nice. And there's about 15 cats that I took from oh, real cool. life cats that I illustrated into the game. That's awesome. So how do you simplify the rules? You said the it's a little simpler. No um, character so that sheets. people there's can, cards, yeah. There's cards, and yeah. How do you how do you do yeah. that? What, what makes it simpler? So, are, are, is there a DM and you're? There is okay. a game master. It's usually the parent or like okay. an, mm-hmm. an an adult. Um, and main. So let me tell you the backstory behind <laughs> the, okay. the system. Yeah. Um, my youngest son was diagnosed with autism when he was two, mm-hmm. and he's nonverbal, so he uses pictures to communicate. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he has a binders and binders full of pictures that he uses to make sentences and then shares them with me to like request request items or just tell me something um and one day i was just thinking you know this would be an amazing character sheet just to have like a bunch of pictures that you can switch around or get rid of or add to yeah and that's essentially where the system came in um they start using pecs with kids as early as like 18 months and it works great with the game as well. It's just a picture communication system, but through role playing. That that is that's really awesome. I, uh, my middle child is a child of special needs, and when we play D and D, you know we pick the fire because that's the easiest one to do, and it just it really helps the social interaction. But something like your game would be really cool if I if I would have had that access to because D and D can be complicated especially when you have a child with special needs um it can be overly burdensome but uh, you know i cut out a lot of the rules but it's nice to have that you had something like that well i yeah. feel like the role-playing games whether your kid's special needs are just really shy and just not it's mm-hmm. it's just a it bring it's the nature of the thing that brings mm-hmm. the kid out i mean oh yeah seldom for sure. do you, you know sit not say anything because your turn comes mm-hmm. around and you have to say something and do something yeah yeah i think that's great um, yeah, when we play, it's really helped 
it's really helped all the kids, I think, communication, not only with me as an adult, but with each other. Like, they have to collaborate to solve these puzzles and these adventures. How, how long is an average adventure? Or so, are they continuing, like, you can... There, it's, so what I'm doing is I'm going to write a total of 15 adventures. Right now, the first three are out. As the adventures go on, the rules are going to get a little more complicated every time. So by the time they finish the 15th adventure, hopefully they can move on to something a bit harder, like Dungeons & Dragons. Cool. Have you talked to Game to Grow? I mean, they... they oh, yes. Yeah, that, you know, it'd be a great partnership. Oh, I partnership. haven't talked to them Oh, my yet. gosh. You should do that. Yeah. You should do that. We should facilitate yes. this meeting. They yes. are... Um, they're just right up your alley but that's mm-hmm. if you listen to our podcast number <laughs> <laughs> yes know, they're right there in community row too nice i'll have to, to go talk to them today so well, that sounds like a fun game i oh. might uh pop in there with my friend angela who y'all can't see who's <laughs> gonna play this game tomorrow so. yeah definitely we'll be here until four today and right. until um i think one tomorrow but i'll probably be walking around tomorrow right. as well and uh you've you already kickstarted it you said yeah right? it's it successfully funded so how do we how does one like get your game so yeah. we have the digital copy on drive through rpg okay um and then i also sell the digital and the physical copy on castlesandcats.com all right and how else can we get a hold of you mm, you can Twitter, facebook a- oh we are on facebook i'm not great at the twitters okay <laughs> if one has a cat do they get either extra special pieces and cars or do you I don't know. I actually do Any plan. special points for having it was, a cat? <laughs> it was super fun doing the cat drawing contest. And That's the characters just came to life and were so mm-hmm. vivid. I definitely nice. plan on doing that in the future That's as well. That's the stuff you just can't make up. Yeah. It's just yeah. <laughs> so we're, uh, of course, when we put this out, it'll be past OrcaCon. So... Any future cons that you're going to be at that people might I actually see? got approached by NerdFair today, awesome. so okay, we might good. be at NerdFair, too. Nice. That is awesome. And what do you... It, you know, it's hard to put do, design your own game and have... And you probably have a real job, too, because you get to put a roof over your head, <laughs> I right? I have a stay-at-home mom. That's a real but job. That's a real job. That's a job. That's a, that, that is a real job. job. It's, of all the jobs. Yes. It's very nerve-wracking sometimes, yes. yes. Oh, I bet. I, bet. I can't even handle my puppies. <laughs> I don't know how moms do it. Yeah, but you put something together, you're marketing it, you're putting it out there, and you're helping people. Are you? And that's great. Um, the mm-hmm. artist? Do you? I I made the game and I do all the art. Man, yeah, because we've talked to a couple of game press, designers, press and the hardest part, most expensive part, is the art, right? Oh and yeah, you and then you, well, then you have to wait, mm-hmm. and it's something it's something out of your control. I feel so. I'm like, I need to do my own art. <laughs> So. I, could, I could have done the art for you if you didn't mind stick figures. I do really good stick figures. All right. She does. Nice. I've, seen, I've seen the stick figures. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds good. Any other questions? Blue Samurai? No, I'm good. No? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you for thanks for having me on the podcast. Your game and making your game. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, that's great. Good luck. We'll All see right. you tomorrow. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. Do you guys like that? I had fun interviewing her. Thank you for letting me be the main interviewee-er. That was fun. That was great. That was fun. She's did, great. And that great job. game sounded totes adorbs, and totally. I want to get it. I want to get it. And you know what? It's people like that that uh, make me feel bad because they're making these awesome games, and, uh, and what we're are you just doing? talking uh-huh. about it. We're just talking about it. You know, if you weren't wasting your time on Marvel Puzzle Quest. No. 
that's not the problem. Can you play? Can you put in crickets when you edit this after he said that? Because Marvel Puzzle Quest is awesome, and yeah. still Paul quit our alliance, and he's yep. been giving us shit ever since. You suck. It's so, are you guys days. gonna get the Baldur's Gate three that's coming out at the end of September? I don't know. I got I, for my birthday. I got Baldur's Gate one and two, and Baldur's Gate yeah. one is terrible. It well, doesn't fit on my screen. It's an old game. It's yeah, very old. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, when, I'm going to try did... Baldur's Gate 2 next and see if it fits on my screen and I play it. Another old game. How old? How old are these games? I don't, I don't wow. have the... I don't do this. It's been a while. I don't remember, but it's been a while. Probably more than 10 years, right? Baldur's Gate 1. I, I can't see my players on the right side of my screen. And I have no idea what their hit points are. Oh, that's weird. Why is that? Because it's not... A, made to fit on my screen because it doesn't fit on my tv and there's no adjustment for that oh you didn't get the pc version no i don't do things on my pc if i can help it oh well the original Baldur's gate was released december 21st 1998 that's why oh my gosh wow boy i'm gonna have to uh all this Baldur's gate reminds me of descent to Avernus, Descent of Avernus, Descent. Yes, yeah. And I think I'm just going to have to uh, not wait for the social distancing to go away. And I think I'm just going to have to to DM for my very yes, first time yes. online, which is super intimidating. Kind of wow. freaked out by that, but you Monday. know, time times are passing. Ah, yeah, no, I'm not doing. Monday. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Celestial Warlock. That's what I I'm need. I need consultation from uh from my my two favorite DMs. Oh, it's not. Who's me. that? You don't know who that is. No. <laughs> is it Barry? Barry. Barry, Barry I'm gonna call you. <laughs> uh, no, we. I'm just gonna leave that up to you guys to. Spend sleepless nights wondering who Rebecca's oh, oh favorite DMs yes. are. I'm going to stay awake for that. I know you are. You're going to call each other and be like, who is she? Does she you didn't even respond boss? to my Facebook post. Ten years oh. ago, you said you couldn't be my friend if I because you were unsure because, because I don't like pumpkin things. <laughs> and I reposted that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your friend. Mm. Wait, what? On Facebook? You reposted? <laughs> didn't you oh, see the cute... The cute look little at, picture of us today that I sent. I, I saw that, but so go ahead and look at Facebook. Look at Facebook. God, speaking I hate of, looking uh, at Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, we have our own Facebook page. We do. We do. And we also have email at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. And I believe we have other ways to getting a hold of us. You can, um, you can um, post a photo and make us see you on Instagram with it at Geeks of Cascadia. And there's also a tweet? phone number, which do I don't tweet? know. Just we do yet. tweet. We do okay. tweet. Geeks, geeks, at Geeks of Cascade, or hashtag. Let whatever. Look that up <laughs> at Geeks of Cascade. Yeah. Or you can call Still Paul at home, and here's the phone number. Hang on. Give me a second here to look this up. I'm Nobody just going to look up your phone number and tell everyone right now. Don't do that. Okay. 666. 555. The Brady By the way, Rebeculous, I was very impressed that you'd brought up an NPC from the campaign of mine that you play in. So, 
very impressed. So, yeah. Did I? I try to use your guys' backstory. Yeah, you brought up Jessica Wishring. Anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> I remember the hot characters. Wishring. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. Right. <laughs> I have had a crush on her since I met her. My character has had a crush on her since she met her. But she's not going to tell her that, of course. No. Uh-uh. No. When are you gonna? When are we gonna revisit that campaign? Possibly after Paul's campaign, or when after... will you DM again? <laughs> That's young people. Or when Steve or when Steve's done, I don't know. Okay. I was thinking that we when, should do oh. it Thursday, but then like, apparently our friends. Uh, don't want to. They got some other game going on Thursdays. Oh yeah, that's Thursdays, the more important yeah. game with the more important people that yeah, I guess right. are more fun to play the with. More important people mm-hmm. to play on Thursdays. Yeah, that's fine. All right, you got the number, Paul. No, I know, Paul. I we're waiting. The What's the number? Well, you know, I can't okay. find it. It's okay because what you can do is you can you can flash I the can number put it on the screen after, on afterward. Yes. Yes, afterward. Don't so. encourage Paul to flash. So please. I, I want to thank everyone for listening and what or watching our show. Uh, make sure you comment or give us five stars or, or call rate. us on the number that might be on the screen sometime. Yeah, that's on the screen or tweet us or Facebook us. Um, give us five stars even if you don't really mean it. Try. Right. You just right. do it out of, out of like pity. You can give five do stars and then comments are I hate you. Sure. Or I love Rebeculus, but go. the other two. Paul eh, is an a hole. There you go. Well, do you guys have anything else before we sign off? Um, uh, no. 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 Well, okay. No. Well, with that, embrace the nerd. From six feet away. And I hope you make that saving throw. Listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast.